opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, Greetings, everyone. Welcome to There's No Place Like Home. Welcome to my people on the Zoom call, and I want to especially welcome our our listeners on ACB Radio Community. Um, Debbie Hazelton is our host this evening, and I'm Patty from Wisconsin, and uh, we are expecting a guest speaker shortly. But before that begins, I would like you to each introduce yourself, starting with your first name. So if you are if your first name begins with A through G, can you unmute and please introduce yourself, where you're from and who you are? Hi, this is Elise. Oh, sorry. Oh, what was your name? Elise. Elise, okay. Welcome. And I'm from um, Somerville, Massachusetts. Okay. Eugene from Clearwater, Florida. Good evening, Eugene. Good evening. Okay. Let's see. How about H through M, please? This is Lorraine from South Dakota. Melody from Columbus, Ohio. Lesha from New Jersey. Oh, welcome. Okay. Judy from Western North Carolina. Carrie from Wisconsin. Okay, Carrie. I don't see okay. any hands raised. Okay. How about N through T, please? N through T, Melody? She's M, though. She, oh, okay, she we're past herself. M. Okay, N mm-hmm. through T. N, yeah. Is there anyone? Nobody has their... How about the end of the, to the end of the alphabet? Erica, have you joined us yet? No. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yep. I'm here. I'm you sorry. are here. What is Hi, Erica? Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Um, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about theft identity, and Erica Coxlin, or is that how you say it? There, Coxlin. I'll, I'll let her say her last name to make it for sure correct, but she is a investigator from um, the county that I lived in and she's agreed to talk to us about the theft identity and um, we'll probably have a lot of ideas of our own to share with her as well. So Eric, would you, um, Erica, would you like to talk to us for a while and then have us raise our hands to ask questions? Is that the easiest for you? Um, however you normally do it, I can make it work. Are you okay, in so- here on a phone, Erica? I see a twelve fourteen beginning with phone numbers. Is that you? No. Okay. Okay. I think well, someone else joined us though. Twelve fourteen. Would you give us your name? Nine forty at the end of your phone number. Well, go ahead. I don't want to okay. hold hold you okay. up, Erica. Erica, please please go ahead and tell us a little bit more about what you do. If if you'd like to share a little bit about a little bit about your life or your job. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh. All right. Can everyone hear me? Okay. Yes, yeah, we hear probably you. Probably all muted. <laughs> no, we hear you. Okay. Okay. Um, I work as an investigator for the sheriff's office in Trumplow County, Wisconsin. Um, the majority of my cases are <clears throat> child abuse, child neglect, drug-related cases. Um, but I do do our presentations on identity theft and things like that. So I was pretty excited to get to talk to you guys tonight 
um, especially since this is a growing concern. Um, between 2018 and 2019, we saw an increase of 46% um, in the increase of identity theft cases reported to the FTC. So it is a growing problem. Um, and they're, they're hard to investigate. Um, these criminals <clears throat> are very good at what they do. Oftentimes, we run into barriers because these crimes are originating from another country. And they're very good at using phone numbers that we can't trace. Um, so it's really important that we do things on our end as consumers to protect our identity before this happens. Um, so I do have a few things. And if anyone has anything, let me know. Um, some things we can do. Um, obviously, just I don't know if any of you carry your social security card with you. Um, that's a big no-no. Not supposed to do that. Um, another thing, get your mail on a regular basis. Don't leave it in your mailbox. And I'm personally not good at that. Um, so get your mail as quickly as possible. We don't want people going in your mailbox, taking your mail. Um, that's a way to to get personal information about you. Um, if you're going to be gone, let the post office know to hold your mail because people will look for that, a buildup of mail. Um, you can freeze your credit, which is interesting. Um, that's a way to prevent the identity theft. You can do it with TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, the credit reporting agencies. Um, it's free. And it takes about 15, 20 minutes to do. And you just do it with one of those companies and they'll share that with all of them. Um, what that does is if you apply for credit or if someone steals your identity and applies for credit, they'll run it through the, the credit reporting agency. Well, if you have a freeze on it, they're not going to be able to do that. And you'll get alerted that someone tried to do that. Um, you can unfreeze it. Again, they'll give you a PIN number. So freeze and unfreeze. It's just a safeguard. And also, everyone gets a free credit report every year. We should get those and go through them. Look for anything that just doesn't make sense. Um, read your financial and medical statements. They're about as boring as can be, but go through them, read them, pay attention to them. Um, you'll want to know if someone's using your healthcare information to commit medical identity theft, running up bills in your name. You know, Just take a close look at those bills you get. And again, don't carry your social security number. Um, and if someone does ask for your social security number, ask them what they're going to use it for, what they need it for. Is there any way you can do an alternative form of identification? And we just don't want to give that out very often. I mean, some places you'll need to, your employer, your bank, and so on. Um, go paperless when possible. Paperless billing um, just helps prevent someone from stealing your paper documents out of your... Out of your um, mailbox or dumpster, anything like that. Um, so yeah, instead of throwing your bills and, and documents away, shred them, burn them, whatever you need to do, just so it's something that people can't get a hold of and find out personal information about you. Use passcodes on your phones and tablets. That's another thing. Um, let's see. That way, yes, if someone gets a hold of your iPhone or your phone or your computer or your tablet, they won't be able to log in as easily and get your information. Um, one thing too that I also, when I talk to young people, I remind them, don't put a lot of personal information on social media. Um, so I see those, those, um, surveys coming out on Facebook, especially like, what's your favorite color? What was your mascot in high school? What year were you born? Whatever. You fill those out and all of a sudden someone can put the pieces together. It doesn't take long to figure out your identity. Um, 
so just be careful what you put online. Um, use strong passwords. That's another tough one because I can't remember. And then they want me to change them every, feels like every three days. Um, and not clicking on links that are emailed to you. And we get a lot of those at the sheriff's office. Um, the address that is sent from will look legitimate, but there might be one or two symbols or letters off. Um, just pay attention to that. And if it wants you to click on something, I just, I generally won't do that. Um, don't respond to emails that ask for your personal information. And always, always remember that if it seems too good to be true, it could be too good to be true or most likely is too good to be true. Um, I know I'm going fast. So if anyone wants to jump in with questions, that would be great too. Um, so another thing, uh, people will call scammers. That's We have so many scams around here. Um, my mom actually fell for one not too long ago that cost her several, several hundred dollars in computer repairs that didn't need to be repaired. But they called her and said her computer was... Um, susceptible to viruses, they would need to log into her computer and fix it remotely. And then she had to give a credit card number and it just turned into a big mess. Um, but they sound legit. They're very good at what they do. Um, so if somebody calls and asks for personal information, whether it be credit card information over the phone, and it's not someone that you called to do business with, um, call that company back. So let's say your bank called you and said, there's been a breach in your account. Um, okay, that's good. Hang up and then call your bank and say, did someone call me regarding my account? Don't just give out the information. Like I said, these people are really good at getting getting what they want. Um, let's see. If you do suspect you've been a victim of identity theft, uh, maybe you've gotten a call from um, collection agencies wanting um, wanting money for an account that you never opened, that's a good sign. You're going to want to contact the fraud department of one of those major credit bureaus and place a fraud alert on your credit file. And this will prevent um, any further unauthorized opening of new accounts or changes to any of your existing accounts. And, you know, close all the accounts that have been opened fraudulently and existing accounts that have been tampered with. And then you'll want to file a police report. And like I said, it's, it's really hard to get these this money back but insurance companies or anything like that will often want to report from us we'll do our best but we usually hit these dead ends um another common one we see is you know a deal that sounds too good to be true and then they want you to pay with prepaid um cards prepaid credit cards or amazon gift cards and you call over the phone and you give them they want the number on the card and everything else and then you don't get the item promised in return. Um, and you should never have to send someone money to get money. So if you've won the lottery and they want you to send $5,000 to them to get your million dollars, it's probably not a legitimate scheme. So any questions so far? That was really fast. Erica, can you say those three um, websites again for freezing your credit? Absolutely. And I can give you, if you'd like phone numbers, I can give you phone numbers or website. Okay. That'd be great. So there's Equifax, that's E-Q-U-I-F-A-X. And the phone number for Equifax is 
6285. And then there's Experian, which is E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N. And the telephone number there is 1-888-397-3742. And then the last one is TransUnion. All one word, T-R-A-N-S-U-N-I-O-N. And the phone number there is 1-800-680-7289. And thank you. Do you need me to remind you about raising hands? Yes, um, please. Alt-Y uh, on, the com- on the window side. I believe it is Command-Shift-1. Why on the Mac? Is that right, my Zoom gurus? And it's <laughs> and it's star nine on the phone and um, in the on the more um, under more in your iPhone or smartphone. It is there if you go to under more. Okay. Any raised hands? I'm not hearing of any. Anybody okay. can also sh- Melanie. Anybody? Let's see. Oh, Melanie. Okay. Go ahead. Melanie? Okay, um, I have a friend that has a traumatic brain injury and she has a dementia-like condition and what she'll tend to want to do is say that her identity has been stolen, but then she will give out her information to scammers. She'll, you know, get a call and I'll say press one and she'll press it and say, well, the recording told me to and then she'll give the last four of her social. She'll give her name. Her last name is very unique. She'll spell it for them. She'll give her birth date and she'll think she's getting the vacation. She'll think she's getting her debt paid off. You know, she'll think she's getting that she has 16 iCloud accounts from Apple and she doesn't even have one. She asked me what it was. And so I didn't know how I might be able to protect her and what I can have her family do. What I'll do is when she's doing it, I'll call her mom in Virginia, you know, and we're in Ohio, I'll say, stop this. So. Oh, that's a tough wow. one. <laughs> My goodness. Um, I don't know. Has she been, has she signed up for the do not call list? So these people aren't calling yeah, we both did, and it's not working for either of us. We're getting them constantly. <laughs> oh, okay. I find yeah. the same thing, Mel- Melody. I, I find the same thing that the do not call list is, is not yeah. do not call. Sometimes I think it's, oh, I'm going to call them more. <laughs> the robot yeah, it has call. an option for a file a complaint, but it's ridiculous to try to call the number for the do not call and then hit option three and, you know. Right. Oh, and they change numbers all the time, too, so to, to block... A certain number is going to be difficult because uh, hmm. they tend one. to even use local local numbers. So if you just get a phone number coming in, sometimes you think, well, it's somebody within my community that 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 I know, you know, maybe from church or some other way that you don't know all your numbers. So you answer it. And then, of course, it's it's fraudulent. So it's really a, a trick. It is. And if we trace that back, it'll usually end up in Jamaica or somewhere. It's crazy. Um uh, is it would a written something written down by her phone help her at all reminding her not to give that out or I don't know it might um, she is starting to fight against them now she's um, when you can tell when you hear the little beep at the beginning of a call and you pick up you know and she'll know that those are um, automated computers but when there's someone that's speaking to her because she used to have to do that as a job when she was desperate and so she kind of feels sorry for him so 
I don't know. I don't, you know, she. A kind, a kind, understanding victim. That's. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, oh, I wish I, I had. I, yeah. Oh, that's a hard one. It is a hard one. And, and I will try to look into that. Are any other safeguards? But you, that's hard. Eugene. Good evening. Good evening. Now, correct me if I'm not right. If you get a hold of either Transfusion or Experian, you can you can get your. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Oh, okay, if you get a hold of Transunion or Experian, uh, you can get all three credit reports from the same company. They'll uh, when you apply for it. Uh, it'll ask you if you want all three. Yes. All right, because I know I I did that many years ago, and I had all kinds of addresses that I'd never lived at on there. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt to do that. And sometimes I even Google my own name uh, and just to see what's out there. You know, if you've never done that, it's very interesting. And I, I do know that you've got to be careful with your mailbox. I'm, re I'm a retired deputy, and uh, uh, many years ago, I got a call saying that I had a credit card that I was behind on. And I called the company and I says, what are you talking about? I don't have a credit card with you. And they, they gave me my name, my social security number, my address. And uh, I says, I never applied for a credit card from you. And, you know, being with the sheriff's department, I took a look at uh, the address where the card was sent, found out one guy was in jail for a credit card fraud and the other one just got out of jail. And evidently they had come by and picked up something out of my mailbox and applied for one of those prepaid credit cards. They uh, bought $1,000 worth of electronic equipment, and uh, the uh, credit card company refused to prosecute because it was going to cost them more than $1,000 to do it. So, you know, the crooks get away with it sometimes, and uh, there's not much that can be done. You're right. Uh, yes. I also, like, not only shred any of that junk mail that comes when it has credit card um, applications or whatever. I also shred the card because I don't want anybody digging through the garbage, yep. finding the card. Cause I don't know what's all on the card and I just feel safer if the card is shredded as well as the, the paperwork. Uh, how, how safe are those uh, sleeves that you can order through? I think you can get them through Amazon. They're, they're supposedly the correct your uh, protect your credit cards where they can't scan it. Uh, Cause yeah. I know they, they can scan your credit cards through your wallet and everything. Um, you know, I've heard of that, but I, uh, you know, I don't know anybody that has that, but I've seen personally. I got them. I got them. <laughs> RFID wallet? Well, it's, uh, it's sleeves that they sell that uh, you can buy. Amazon has them, and uh, you can buy them, and you put your credit cards in them, and they slip into your slots in your wallet, and supposedly there's something in the sleeve that protects it so that uh, your credit card uh, info can't be read by a scanner. So is it like a little case, um, Eugene? Uh, no, it's like a, a little, little piece of paper that's uh, like an envelope. It's got a slot in there, and you slide your card in there, and you stick it in your wallet. Okay. Yeah. Well, anything you can do, that's that's great. You never know. Yeah. And the biggest thing is women, when they go shopping, they set their uh, purses down in the seat where the kids oh. would sit, and they're turning, looking at merchandise and stuff. And my daughter had somebody steal their address book out of it. Fortunately, that's all they got was the address book. But, oh. you know, you got to keep an eye on it. Keep it on you. Don't leave it laying in your basket. Very good, good advice. Another thing I suggest is that um, if if you have credit cards and, and various cards of whatever you're you're carrying with you, um, have some way of identifying in them. I I know too many people, and I don't know how many I've told never to do it. They will hand somebody their pile of 
cards and you find the card that I need. It's like, no, because who knows that person that's looking for it? Who knows who's got a camera taking pictures of those cards as they're going through it? Figure out some way for you to know which cards are which, even if you have to organize them in a certain way or put some type of tactile identification on them. Lorraine? Um, if you get a phone call and they start asking for asking questions and they don't even ask you, you know, verify who they're talking to, it's a scam. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, this is the Social Security Department. They never call, you know, they never call you. Publishers Clearinghouse never calls you. I, you know, and IRS oh, never calls you. IRS never calls you. Um, I, I missed some of, of the presentation because I, I got a, a phone call, but I got off of it. So I, I, I missed some of what you said um, in your presentation. But anyway. Judy? Hi, Judy. Yes, hi. There I, you are. Yes, I'm here. Um, I think it was like four or five years ago now, probably even more than that, um, we had a presentation about identity theft at our support group and they told us about the opt-out option where you can stop getting the credit card offers mailed to you. Um, I don't know if the speaker knows about that or not. I do um, that number if you guys would like that number. Okay, perfect. I wanted you to see it. And if you could tell them a little bit more about it too, that would be great. Thanks. Yeah. So you can opt out of those pre-screened offers of credit and insurance. Um, you can opt out for five years or permanently. Um, and I can give you that number. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. It is one eight 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 five six seven eight six eight eight. Melanie, Melanie or Melanie? Um, okay. You all were talking about um, phone calls that come in from the local numbers um, about a year ago now, or I guess over a year. I actually had my phone number stolen. Um, what they do is the, it's called a caller ID spoof. So they have taken my number and they put it into their computer. So they call from their computer and it makes it look like it's coming from my number. So if the person who they called calls back, they call back to my phone. Oh, and it that. took about, uh, I couldn't, I could have changed my number and, but I had my number out and I had doctor's appointments and doctor's stuff. And so I couldn't really change it. It took about three months for that to stop. But I was getting phone calls from people probably 10 to 15 times a day saying, you called me. Oh. And of course I hadn't. And I got to where I just couldn't even answer my phone because it was these people who were upset and yelling at me and cussing at me and everything because of this um, this scammer. So that's how that ends up working sometimes. Information. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have any techniques that they've figured out that works for you to give us advice? We, we can have questions, but we can also give each other advice. Let's see. Melanie? Okay, I'm sorry, I spoke again. Um, what I do with my wallet to keep it relatively safe, I have a fanny pack, so I have my purse always on me because I have dexterity conditions with my hands and it's harder to hold it. So I put the wallet in the pocket that is closest to my body to, if someone were to try to accost me or rob me, it would be harder for them to get access. And, and sharing that as well, I, I've 
I'm a, we're, I live in the Midwest, so we deal with winter and, and winter coats. And I have now started to look for winter coats that have the inside, I call them secret pockets, where you can actually put your per, uh, billfold, your credit cards um, inside your coat so that <laughs> there would be pretty hard to get in there to steal your stuff. And I love it in the winter. Now for summer, you know, then, then you're back to the fanny pack or, you know, another type of, of way that you can do that. Eugene, you have any hints for the guys? Well, one hint I got for the guys is make sure that if you put your wallet, like I, I got a big wallet. Uh, it's got like uh, about 16 slots in it for different credit cards and other cards and stuff. And when I got jeans on, it fits tight in there where if somebody was to bump into me and, and grab the wallet, I'd fill it because they have to pull a little bit to get it out. Um, but the biggest thing is don't carry all your credit cards with you. Only carry the ones that you're going to need. Uh, you know, some people have five, six credit cards and they carry every one of them. So when your wallet gets stolen, boy, you, you got a lot of calling you got to do. At the same time, when you go out to eat, uh, I never pay with a credit card. I always pay cash. Uh, I've known some people I went out with quite a few years ago. They ended up getting somebody else's credit card that had expired instead of getting their own back. Because when you're blind and you can't see, you, you have to kind of depend on the waitress to, not to, to rip you off or not to accidentally make a mistake and give you somebody else's credit card and somebody else gets your credit card. Um, those are a couple things you need to keep an eye out for. I guess my questioning the waitress is, is a good idea then. Yeah, I, I don't. It depends upon what restaurant you go to. We go yeah. to Longhorns, and we know the we know them pretty good because uh, you know they they got to the point where they know us almost by name now when we go in, and we usually get the same waiter, uh, and he's real great. And uh, you know we kind of ask him, well, what's the name on the uh, the credit card, you know, and then but like I said, I always pay with cash. So mm-hmm. okay, thank you. I guess it's Melanie or Melanie. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. me. Um, I, um, I've worked as a, did humanitarian aid work in several different countries. So I, um, I always have to be concerned about, um, people stealing stuff out of my pockets. What I have done is I actually sewed snaps into my pockets so I could actually snap them shut. And if someone does try to get into my pocket, they're going to have to pull on the the pocket to try to get it open, which I would, of course, feel. Um, zippers can be done the same way. Velcro also. Um, I, I find that the snaps hold a little bit tighter, but that's that's an option that can be done. And what I do with my credit cards, I always put a little sticker on them to identify which one. I only carry the you know one at a time. And then when I get it back, I'm able to feel and make sure that that sticker that I put on there is the one I get back so that I know that I'm getting my credit card back. So Thank you. Oh. Another thing I do with, with credit cards is when you're putting them into the machine, that's, that's a time that you have no idea where the cameras are or who's around you, standing behind you in line. You know, So I always make sure that um, my credit card is covered with my hand. And then when I'm putting my PIN number in, if you're using a debit card, for example, always put your other hand over the top of your hand so no one can see what numbers you're pressing. And then keep your hand there until it beeps so that your hand is over the card as you're pulling it out. Oh, Linda, your hand is up again. It went down. Hello there, Linda. 
Yeah, I forgot what I was going to ask, and I remembered. (laughs) (laughs) Or tell us, Linda. It's senioritis. So I have a quick question about the the credit cards. And you know, if I put a little knot in my credit card on the like, say I put one on on credit card A on the side and credit card B on the end, will those affect putting them into the the readers? Hmm. Does anyone know? It's a great way of it's a great way of marking. I wonder if any, if that affects it. Oh, Linda, you have us thinking. Well, um, Linda, um, I don't think it will as long as you're sure that you don't notch near the magnetic strip on it. Okay, or, yeah, or so where the little chi- on the end yes. of the chip. Yeah, so if yeah, you some of them now have that reader chip, and I, yes. I, I would, yeah, if you have a but, friend who says, "Okay, this is the uh, away from that," I don't think it should be a problem as long as it's not like a huge notch. But as long okay. as you stay away from the chip right. and the magnetic strip, yeah. I um, I can actually read the raised numbers. Mm-hmm. For all of ACB radio, know my very bad habit. I can read them with my tongue if I need to. <laughs> so I can put my credit card back where it belongs after I wipe it off and you know do that. But some of the new ones now, like the new debit card I just got, don't have raised numbers, and so that I said, how am I going to deal with this and know which cre- you know which debit card I'm using? So thank you for that. Hi, Don. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Oh, good. That's going to be going to be on a T-shirt. It is. I was actually <laughs> listening on ACB radio, but I wanted to respond to the question about the um, person with the friend with traumatic brain injury because I dealt with this with one of my clients. Um, he knew he was having a problem, but he doesn't always have the control to be able to think in the moment. And what we ultimately did and it took a lot of training. He now does not answer the phone unless he recognizes the name from the call ID. And what he ended up having to do was he ended up having to put all of his people that would call him in. And if he if he doesn't hear a name or if he hears a name he doesn't know, he does not answer. And it's hard. He was initially really hard because he'd say, well, the phone is ringing. But he's gotten to a point now where he feels he realizes that that's safer and he's willing to he's able. I shouldn't say he's able to exercise enough impulse control that that worked him. So it may be worth trying. Thanks, Don. Melody. I want to thank you for that advice. It's wonderful advice. Um, her cell phone, that would work. Her home, she uses the plug-in phones because she can't have portables because she can't find them and can't remember to put them on the charger. And she only has one that I actually purchased for her that has a car ID. It's in her bedroom. The other ones do not. And I don't know. Um, I know that we both get a lot of numbers that are um, that will come through as numbers that are actually important that we have to get, and I don't know exactly how to combat that. Um, but that is great advice, and I want to thank you for that. It's not easy, and it may mean making decisions about which phone she's going to use and why. Um, and it may be hard. I know with my client, he wanted to solve the problem, but getting him to think it through was hard. It took me. Oh, gosh, I think we probably spent three hour long sessions just exploring the idea so that it felt safe. But 
give it a try and see if I can help in any way. I'd be glad to do that. I don't know what more I can Is do. Is there any way you could email Cindy Hollis and get my info, or if I could, um, I don't know. Yeah. That'd be great, Melody. If, if he asks mm -hmm. for your your name, Cindy would be able to get the information to Don. Okay. Yeah, if they'll, if um, they'll do that, it's fine with me. She'll yes. just forward the message as she gets it. All right. Yes. All right. That's fine. I'll do that right now. Thank you, Don. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank do you. you need the spelling of my first name? Is that okay to do on the stream? I don't know. Okay. Is that safe, Debbie? Um, I would it. just write Cindy. I think it's probably right. Just it's write Cindy. Okay. Is that all right, Don? Just write yeah. Cindy. You know what? If we both write Cindy, that'll work. Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, 1505. I'm guessing. Is that Beth? Am I learning your name? Your names and numbers? Yeah. <laughs> it is me. What's uh, your name? Yeah. I, I enjoyed your presentation. But... Um, I missed some of it, but uh, what do you do with um, like those new debit cards and um, and stuff, ATM cards that are coming out with um, numbers that are not embossed? You know, I can feel the embossed numbers, but they're just coming out with print numbers now, and and. Um, Sometimes you can't distinguish the two credit cards or three credit cards that's for maybe the notch would work or some type of um, tactile identification would work. I also yeah. um if if you can find a trusted reader or or I've even been known to take my cards to to the bank with a you know a way to write something um and I've of course have all my numbers off the credit cards you know all your numbers all the call numbers everything that you need because if it's stolen you don't have much time to worry about how am I going to find that information trying to find a letter that you got from the company or whatever it's a really good idea to make sure you have all that in some format that you can access very quickly yeah that's true Lorraine? But, um, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I wish they would quit putting them like that. <laughs> why, why did they decide to make them like that? The I have I have different, well, Eugene mentioned different slots in his wallet, and I have slots in my wallet, my wallet so I know which um, slot my debit card is in. I know which slot my um you know, my ID is in and I know which slot my credit card is in. So, you know, I only have six slots. So I know which slot those cards are in and get somebody to, you know, tell you which card is which and put them in. And you're, if you use one at a time, then that should work. Yeah, I only have two. But and my EBT card, but they all kind of look the same. Yeah, but if you can find a different slot to put them in, each one. Thank you, yeah. Linda. Thank you. Um, to answer one of Beth's questions, I think why we're seeing so many now that don't have the raised numbers. I opened a new bank account the other day, and they actually printed my card right there and they had no way to do the embossing part of it but they were able to actually print the card and <clears throat> bless that sweet teller's heart because i asked her if she could some way send me a secure 
message where she could send me all of my account numbers, the credit card number, all that stuff. And the bank sent it through their secure mail, which means I had to go and log in with a bunch of information in order to open that message to get that. I have a little SD card that has a file on it that my family all know where it is that I keep all of that information on and um, partly so that if I have to go to the hospital or something happens, they have a way of looking up information about me too. But um, that's one way of being able to write all that information down and keep it out of your computer and and yet have it handy to, uh, to be able to insert it in your computer if you quickly need to look up something. So that's one of the things I have done. Thank you. Linda, that's a really great idea because families do need to know if, if something happens to us, especially if we're living alone or with just one other person. And if something happens to both, a couple, for example, somebody's got to access our, our info. Well, they've got to be able to look up your insurance companies and your yes. security and your annuity. And I mean, and then, you know, what friends do you want called if you happen to pass or, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, so they know where it is, and nobody else does. So, Catherine. Um. Yes. Um. I I occasionally get phone calls about um this your car's warranty has expired, and I, I hang up because I, I know it's a scam. But how do I prevent from getting these calls in the first place? Because I. You know, I obviously don't have a car, so. Erica, there. Um, it, it, would that number would that number work as well for, for that as you would for those for like getting those um credit card applications and things? Oh, that's a good question because I could sure use some advice on getting rid of the car warranty calls too. Um, you could try that, and I know if you're on the do not call list, I think you can threaten to report them. Because um, they do get fined if you're on there and they're calling. Um, and that would be something you could try. A lot of times they're computerized, Erica. Ugh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're computerized hey. or somebody's fun. Hey, Eugene. I would try, I would huh? try the, or the, the um, opting out. Try that and see if that helps. Okay, Eugene. Hey, Eugene. Hmm. He's having trouble unmuting. Oh, it sounds like it. Let's see. Can you hear me? There we are. There. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, okay. All right. Um, on those calls, you get about your car warranty. I, I know that if you call your phone company and tell them you want to be on the uh, um, uh, calls where they um, block all of the spam calls, that still doesn't keep them all out. You still end up getting them. Uh, but I do with the warranty calls when they call, I'll push the number and I'll sit there and talk with them. And I say, well, which car you want? Uh, are you calling about? And let them explain. And eventually they end up getting tired and they hang up. Uh, yeah, they want to mess with me. I'll just mess around back with them. Um, but uh, on the credit card you were talking about, as far as marking them so you can identify them, it probably would not hurt if you did it on one end because some of your credit cards you actually stick in the slot and it doesn't go all the way in uh, a lot of your a lot of your banks nowadays are doing chips in your cards so when you when you go up all you got to do is 
touched one part of the card to the to the um, little box they have up there and it reads it automatically so you don't have to insert anything you don't have to do any pin numbers or anything uh, and I use like a lot of the stuff I do I pay online and I just have one of my credit cards or memorize the number that way I don't have to worry about trying to figure out what it is and I don't have to worry about saving it on the computer or anything Hi Cindy can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, how's everyone doing? Good. But um, I have a few ideas. Um, I'm totally blind. Um, one is if you know Braille, you can Braille um, on your card. You could put an initial like, let, let's say, Chase Bank. You could just put a C in Braille and a B, you know, Chase Bank. And you put it on the side of the card where it does not, uh, when you swipe it, nobody will never know it's there. Trust me, I do it all the time. Nobody knows that I even have that Braille label on there. Uh, you got to put it on the side where the print is. The host has acknowledged your raised hand. Put it on the other side, not where the raised print is, but on the other side where the flatter side is. Like I say, keep it away from the part that you have to swipe because I, I know like here we have a cab service and we have to swipe our card on the machine. And um, if you put it on that side, you're right, it will interfere with the swiping. Another um, idea, mm -hmm. it could be for the people that could see, you could, they have all kinds of uh, little tiny, um, what we call bum dots. So you got the flatter one. You got the one that a little more raised. You can use those. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of little labels that you can use. And then as far as putting PIN numbers, uh, if you're using your credit card, keep in mind that you do not have to put in your PIN number. You could put, you could just swipe your card and that's it. The only time you have to use a PIN number is when you're using your debit card and i leave that one at home all the time i use my credit card and that's it i um do not use my debit card unless i have to now i noticed that going to costco now they will not take any other card other than a debit card so if i have to use my debit card for anything I do with you guys because I was on I was on listening on the A lady and then I said you know what? I gotta I gotta get on the on the computer and share my ideas so um um yeah I cover my my other hand make sure because I know like people are like what's your pen number I'll put it in for you I'm like no no thank you I can do this so yeah you got to be very careful with that and um, think that's it oh and on the wallet. Um, I was listening to Eugene's idea, and like Eugene said, you could put, again, you could put, I have a, my, in my wallet, I have a few slots, so if I use Chase Bank, I write the word Chase Bank on the little slot, and then I could, I know that that is Chase, or Chase, you don't even have to put bank, you could put Chase. And um, again, there's so many little labels that you can use that um, those little that one, anything to identify the different credit cards. I know some people that actually put 
the whole number in Braille on their card. They take a, a piece of uh, cardboard or something and they actually um, put the whole number. Now, I don't do that. I write my number in Braille on the expiration date and I keep that handy here at home in case I need it. I do not carry it nowhere with me. And then no one knows Braille but me in my home. I don't have to worry about it. But um, I just wanted to share those ideas. And I, I, I think, I'm not sure, but I think some places actually put Braille on your credit cards if you want. And I haven't seen that in a while, but I heard of people do it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have a couple of other hands raised. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, Catherine? Uh, Yeah. I I just want to give another tip. Um, I used to get these plastic sleeves for for different types of cards. And I put clear braille labeling tape with with the credit card number on them. And, And the card, I would put the card in the sleeve. Um, so, so you can just read the braille that way. Good idea. Okay. Thank you. 1505. Is that Beth? Um, yeah. I just wondered where do they get these numbers from that are prepaid numbers? Um, these companies get them and still call you and offer you all kinds of stuff, you know, so. And and they're supposed to be like a prepaid number that, you know, um, I don't know if they're easier to get or what, but you wouldn't think they would have those because they're not even supposed to be on a list of numbers. Erica, do you know, do you know anything about that? I don't. Um, <laughs> I just know the smarter we get as consumers, the smarter everybody else gets. so hard to keep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, how much time do we have left, Debbie? Uh, let's see. We have uh, 11 minutes. Okay. Are there any other questions for Erica? Because maybe she would like to um, leave time. and get back to her family. But Erica, I do want to thank you very much for spending time with us. And did you did you think of anything to add as you were um, as we were talking? Did you think of anything else before you would before we uh, say goodbye and thank you? I didn't. But I learned a lot listening to you guys. I appreciate being invited, oh, and it was eye-opening for me. So, this is Linda. Yes, yes I Linda, do have one yeah. more question for Eric. I'm sorry, I didn't get my hand up in time. That's okay, Linda. Okay. How safe do you feel that these point of sale, where you like Apple Pay, where you can use the Apple Pay and just show your card, you know, put your card up in front of the screen? I. Yeah. It sounds like a wonderful idea, but it worries me a little bit for us. And we haven't had a lot of or any that I can think of um, instances where that created some kind of identity theft. Um, I feel confident with it until again, you know, the bad guys come up with a way to get in there. But um, that seems real secure to me. Okay, great. Thank you. I'm sorry to, to be so that minute. Thank you. Great. That was a great question. That's a good question. Well, Erica, I sure appreciate your time and, effort that you put into our presentation so you can hang with us or if you have to go that's okay we just want to make sure we thank you you're welcome enjoy your night eugene thank you okay yeah pam eugene 
Yes, yeah, Pam. Yes, One of the uh, things that uh, they get the phone numbers, if you got a prepaid phone, is the companies that you buy stuff from that you use your card, a lot of those companies sell the phone numbers, even though they say they don't, but they do. I agree. And eventually they want to get around to where you can, instead of doing the credit cards and everything, you use your phone to, to use uh, to, as uh, your credit card. That That's going to be hard for people. That's going to be hard for people that have enough problems using their iPhone to begin with without having to try to use their phone to, to use a swipe as a card. Wow. Beth, are, I think we're going to see digital money here within the next couple of years. Where mm -hmm. we won't do any bank, anything with cash. It'll all be digital. It might not even be checked. But, you know, right? They're really trying to get us away from it. I think that's why a lot of the debit cards and and you know stuff. It's it, yeah. I'm, I, one of my huge concerns, but I think it's coming. I think it's coming too. And you know, paying everything online. You know, or, or not online, but like, you know, setting up through your bank account to, to pay all your yeah, utilities and all that type of stuff. So, all which, that is, will, which is so easy for which us. Which is so like, easy. It really is easy for us. And and I do it. Don't get me wrong. I do it because I don't really want to have to have somebody write a check for me. So, yeah. 1505, did you have another comment? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Um, and I was just going to say, no, not necessarily that, uh, you know, companies that you buy stuff from, because I got a call one time uh, trying to sell me a product that I don't even use because I'm not a male. And I'm like, hmm, no, not anybody from this house. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, okay, yeah. let's see. We have two more. It's mind-boggling to me where they get these numbers from. <laughs> Melanie, thank you. Melody, Melody, Melody. One thing that I wanted to discuss, and if there's anybody listening that knows me, you know, I'm not too techy, but more than I think I am. So they might be surprised, and their mouths may drop open. But malware, ransomware, and spyware. If someone gets a hold of your information on your computer and locks it up, and they want you to pay money to be able to get to it and access it, and um, I was hoping there could be maybe a call on that because they can get a hold of your information that way, and you have to pay buku bucks to be able to get your information back. Okay. Yeah. I've Thank heard you. Of those. Mm -hmm. And Cindy. Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, I have another idea um, how I pay my bills. I do not pay my bills on the computer because I don't trust it. So um, again, with my bank, I have what they have, what they call a payee list. And I list all my uh, bills, like my electric bill and all that. And then I I can pay my bills anytime. I get up in the middle of the night, and I just um it's easier on the landline because, like I said, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to worry about it, the uh, iPhone and stuff. But now I got a keyboard for my iPhone, so it's easy to do it on the iPhone as well. But yeah, I just pay in the middle of the night when I want, when I want, or I could schedule a, a bill when I want. And it's so easy, and I've been doing it for the past 20 years. Never had a problem. Never. That's my idea. Thank you. I have a keyboard connection mm -hmm. to my iPhone. Cindy is the best thing I did. 
Are we almost finished, Debbie? We have a couple more. Let's see. Okay. Uh, Linda? I just wanted... Some people don't know about this. Um, and I use a little program called Money Talks that you can get through the American Printing House for about 50 bucks. It works on your computer. And it's a, it's a checkbook keeping program and the, I have like four I have two credit card accounts and three well two credit card accounts and then two different banks both checking and savings accounts in there so you can put everything in there and then you can really uh, you can clear the checks and say uh, your your, your um, transactions as they come through you can watch your balance every day if you want to and i check my american express which is my main card that i use i check that thing every day uh, to make sure that somebody hasn't been using it so i used to use a program called quickbooks and it just got to be too complicated for my needs but i thought i didn't know about this program until i was desperate so i just thought i would share that it's called money talks and then I believe for the Apple, there's one I think that I was told is called Checkbook Now that is also supposed to be pretty inexpensive and fairly easy to use. So I just thought I'd share that in case anybody Thank is you. looking for something like that because it, it really helps me to really keep track of what I'm spending my money on as well as watching to make sure nothing fraudulent is happening on my accounts. Thank you, Linda. One more, Debbie? Because I think we're almost done. done. We've got. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been great. Everyone's input has been wonderful. I think we gained a lot of insight and a lot of phone numbers and ways to help ourselves and work together. Next week, we are going to go to our kitchen and we are going to focus on using various utensils, um, parts of equipment, anything that's not electric. We're going to all just stay away from electric for one one week and just share with each other what your favorite utensils are, why you like them, where to get them, um, and, and, and techniques that you use that are probably real common sense, but yet somebody may not be, may not be aware of something that we in our own homes use. So be prepared to share and I hope you all have a great week. Melanie has her hand up. Okay. Melody? Okay, I just wanted to say before, um, I had another idea for a call since we've been doing all these emergency preparedness calls. I was wondering if we could do one for um, mental health emergencies, what to do if you're in a crisis, what to do, how to help the police with crisis intervention training because it's problematic and as a totally blind, severely mentally ill woman, I have had run-ins with the police in the past where they have been not as careful as maybe they should be. Um, and at one point they had a taser aimed at me and they used the advantage of me not being able to see that. Um, so, and it was back many years ago and it was a pretty scary experience and I was in a crisis not making rational decisions. So I was wondering if we could do a call on how to work with the police and also what to do if you are actively suicidal, if you're psychotic, if you're, you know, I have five disorders. So it's, um, I was wondering if sometime in the future we'd get maybe someone from NAMI or Mental Health America maybe to speak to that. Okay. I'll put it on my list. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Is that it, Debbie? Yep. Okay. Thanks, Debbie, for helping me to, again this evening. All right. My Alert. pleasure. Alert. Audio now unmuted. Great job, Alert. Debbie. Audio.
Thank you. Thanks for sharing, Linda and Beth and everybody that shared you. Thanks, Patty. Thanks, Lorraine.